Oh, there she is. Liz, Hi. are you on? Hi, Joshua. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Welcome to the Itchy Ginger. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm uh, in the car with my daughter right now. She wants to say hello. Say hi, Joe's. Hi. <laughs> I just picked her up from school. We're getting ready to pull up to my house, so I'll be in a in a much quieter setting. So. Okay, no problem. And you said her name's Josephine, right? Yeah, Josephine. That's so funny because I had an American Girl doll when I was little named Josephine. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a Josephine, and then my son's name is Jameson. We stuck with all the J's. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, they're they're wonderful children. Yeah. I got them. I've got them full time now, so it's uh, it's a lot being a full time dad, but it's very rewarding in in so many ways. So, right. So, how's everything going? Um, everything's you know today is a good day. Days are different. You know, it's up and down, but for the most part, I am doing okay. The past couple of weeks, I have been doing okay. What about you? Um, you know, honestly, the past month for me has been really pretty amazing um i'm still dealing with the itchy scratchy you know i mean i've still got some scabs on my legs where i've been scratching yeah the bottoms of my feet are still a little broke open and so i'm still dealing with some of the effects but overall the great thing for me is i'm not stuck in bed every day right i'm able to get up and get my kids off to school and then i go start my day and I'm doing laundry and housework, and I actually went to the gym yesterday and ran a mile. Oh, congratulations. That's great. Yeah. So it's huge for me to not be stuck in bed and just absolutely miserable every day. Right. And, you know, it's the same for me. I, I think my saving grace throughout this whole thing was that I – and I'm very – I I feel like I'm very blessed for this. I, I haven't really been bedridden much. I've been able to exercise and – um you know, sort of keep kind of normalcy, not, not entirely, but, you know, I've been able to go to the grocery store if I put on a sweatshirt and things like that, but I, right. And that's been, you know, better, better, better than what I think it could have been. Um, Oh, absolutely. I mean, I spent 18 months in bed and I mean, in those 18 months, I was in the hospital every month for at least five days. My longest stay was 24 days. I had sepsis. I had multiple staph infections, strep infections. Um, so if I wasn't laying in a hospital bed, I was stuck in bed at home. Right. And it was just God awful. I just never knew even when I got on the support group, it was almost more depressing because I saw so many people that were going through it for five and six years. Right. Right. And I'm like, Holy shit. Am I ever going to get out of bed? Am I ever going to be able to play with my kids again? Am I, you know, just the simplest things I couldn't do. And it just so frustrating. Yeah. And, and I, and I've, I've listened to your podcast before. And like you said, I'm like you, you know, I want to be working. I want to be walking around doing stuff. And, you know, to think that this has taken so much from so many people and just have just wreaked so much havoc on people's lives. I just can't believe, I cannot believe it. Um, I'm really sorry to hear that you were in bed for so long. Yeah. You know, it, (sighs) It humbled the hell out of me, I'll tell you that. Right. Because going from 
being a general manager in a restaurant, working 75 hours a week and then coming home, being a dad and just going nonstop. Right. And then having the brakes put on at a hundred percent. Yeah. It will humble you very quickly. Yeah. And I, I say this lightly, but being on my deathbed three separate times in my life now due to this illness, literally wondering whether or not I was going to die in the hospital is something else that really opens your eyes to just the littlest things when you come out of it. You know, it's like I started to see the sunlight differently. I started to see my daughter differently. I started to see my son differently. I started to see all these things that mm-hmm. I didn't see before the, the way that they, they should be seen, you know, and it's, so it's been a very eye opening experience and it's been very humbling. Like I said, absolutely. Same for me. You know, I, 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 this exactly like you said, the sunshine is different, you know, little things, the grass, you know, just little things, nature that I wasn't even aware of before. Uh-huh. And I, I, and I'm, I'm 23 years old, right? And everything was just fast paced. I was in college. But when I got sick, I was in my senior year of college. I was, I'm supposed to graduate in May, but I had to stop going to school because of all this, you know, um, I had to stop working, you know, to take a breather because it, it, it knocked me down on my ass so hard. Right. But and it, everything was moving so fast in my life um, from the time I turned 18 to when I got sick that nothing Ever, you know, I could go out with friends and go have fun, but it still wasn't the, it didn't, I wasn't thankful for those moments the way right. I am now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell you, I hold on one second. No problem. Josephine, Monday through Friday, we don't watch TV, right? tomorrow's not the weekend honey tomorrow's the chiefs parade because we won the super bowl congratulations I know. oh my god i'm so excited <laughs> yeah just today because we won the super bowl come here high five yeah girl <laughs> Woo! all right go get it but just today josephine i gotta i gotta rein in my children with tvs and laptops and ipads because that's one thing that i will say I've been so bad about letting them on these iPads and things because I've been sick. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no problem. Watch your iPad. Daddy's going to lay down for a little bit. You know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. But now that I'm up and I'm active, I'm like, uh uh, nope. Monday through Friday, no TV, no time on the iPad. The, The phones are gone. The iPads are gone. And they have to, I've made a chore chart for my daughter where she has to do these chores and, Getting dressed gets her five minutes of TV time. Doing brushing her teeth gets her, but like all these things that she's starting to do on her own, she's earning TV time, and she only gets a maximum of two hours of TV time every week, mm-hmm. and it's only allowed on the weekend. So it's really helped her. I think it's really helped both of them because you. I just noticed when they were in the screen time, they were so much more combative. Right. And when it was time to take away the screen. They they were like, "Oh, but just five more minutes." And I'm like, "Nope, we're done with all that." Absolutely, it gets it gets addicting. You oh know? my god! And, you and just... I had I had to check myself too. Like I I've caught myself on Facebook every day scrolling through and mm-hmm. constantly checking the TSW site and constantly checking things and watching stupid videos and 
I finally just had to tell myself, man, you're not allowed to be on your phone unless you're doing a podcast or it is after your kids are in bed. It's not allowed. It's just not allowed in this house anymore. And that's another thing is like I was saying before, it's the little things. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, you know, you would go out and have fun with your friends, but you weren't really recognizing what those moments meant. Right. I can't remember my 20s. (laughs) oh my goodness I mean and don't get me wrong I was I I worked in restaurants my whole life I was a server I made a lot of money and I drank a lot right (laughs) I was a A a1a alcoholic without being an alcoholic I mean I it I I was a functioning alcoholic I should say right I drank my ass off every night but I made it to work the next day but it was this cyclical cycle of I'm going to go to work, I'm going to make money, and then I'm going to go out that night and spend that money. And then when bill time came around, I'd be like, okay, I need to make $120 tonight to pay my phone bill. So I was, I was, I was serving tables to pay the bills as they were due. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Instead of putting money in the bank and having a budget and being a, a responsible adult. Right. And I didn't make any memories. I destroyed my brain. I didn't. I had a lot of fun. I know I had a lot of fun, right. but I don't remember it. And I didn't cherish it. I didn't, I didn't take pictures. I didn't, you know, I didn't do any of those things. I just got blacked out drunk. And then we talked about it the next day and tried to remember through everybody else's accounts of what we did. And we'd piece together the night. And now <laughs> we have funny stories to tell, but it's not, it's just not the same. Right. It's not the same as going through this harrowing experience that we've gone through and then waking up on the other side and going, holy shit, I feel the sunlight. Yeah. I feel the breeze. I feel, I feel things so much differently. I, when I put a fresh shirt on out of the dryer, it's like, I know. it's yeah. like heaven for yeah. 20 minutes. You know, I'm walking around and I'm just like, oh my God, this feels so good. Yep. And you the taste touch. your food. You oh know? yeah. absolutely absolutely things taste so much better you're right Mm -hmm. it's oh yeah it's it's crazy how much and you know I am so I I mean I hate TSW and so I'm almost eight months I'll be eight months on the eighth of um this month okay and so you know I, I I don't know if that's still the beginning but I feel like it's been kind of a thing for a while now right but I I feel like I'm so thankful for this experience thus far because it's made me change my life a lot. Like I've had to start eating clean because I'm somebody where it, it you know, my diet affects my skin. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had to start looking into health, like, you know, health things, things I never really cared about because yeah. I was, um, so I studied, I'm a paralegal. So I studied like in the legal field in college and stuff. And like I said, I'm a, I was about to graduate. I was working in a law firm when I got sick and I was very stressed out. And if you know anything about the legal field, people are just out of their minds, stressed out constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was also full-time student while working at, at a law oh, firm. Oh, God bless. And, it, and, you know, you work for lawyers and they're just, they're high strung. So you're high strung and the clients are high strung. So I was drinking, I started to drink alcohol when I came home, you know, cause I'm like, God, I just need a freaking glass of wine, right? eating chocolate, eating fried foods, you know, but I was like 22 years old. 
you know, and so I was like, you know, whatever, I'm not going to gain weight. You know, I've been slim pretty much my whole life. And I was just eating whatever, doing whatever. I was smoking and vaping and all this crap. And I had to, I had to flip my life around because I had that come to Jesus moment where it was like, you're not eating well, you're not taking care of your body, you're not sleeping, you're working too much, yep. constantly studying, constantly stressed out, emails, all that stupid stuff that now I just think, holy crap, you know, how did I let myself work, work myself to death? Right, right. Well, and you know, the, the sad thing is, Liv, that your life goes by so fast. And I say this as a 35-year-old, I'm about to be 36 on Valentine's Day. Right. And I'm, thank you very much. <laughs> um, it doesn't even seem like a birthday anymore, you know? It's just like, yeah, it's just another year. Right. But um, with this with this disease... I mean, I had eczema my whole life and I, I've, I've never been what you would call necessarily, I, I, I don't know, healthy. I've always had something going on. Okay. I've always had eczema, asthma. I've always had to see doctors on the regular. I've always had allergy shots and, and medications and inhalers. And you know what I mean? I've always had yeah. something going on. Right. But, when it came to the like paper, I was always healthy. My, I have a strong heart. My liver functions properly. My kidneys function properly. I was never overweight per se. Um, and if I was, it was because I was on prednisone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always been a slender dude. And then I got into my thirties and Holy shit. Things start to pile on really quickly. Oh my gosh. When you hit 30, you realize you're not 20 anymore and you have to figure shit out. You know, right. I mean, I was working in the, like I said, I was working in the restaurants and when you work in a restaurant, you eat over a trash can. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was a manager for, I've been a manager for the past eight years of my life. And as a manager, especially you don't get a lunch, you don't get dinner. You eat fried nasty ass food off the line over a trash can as you're cooking everybody else's dinner. Right. So and every, everybody's coming at you with everything. At absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they don't give it. They don't give a damn if you've had lunch or dinner, you know. So right. my food intake was so irregular. I my sleep schedule was so just bastardized. I mean, I I'd sleep for four, maybe three hours a night. Oh I'd get up with my daughter. I'd spend all day with my daughter. And then I would go to work. I'd work a 12, 13, 14, sometimes 16 hour shift. Holy crap. And then I would come home and I'd just do it all over again. And then I would get off of work and I'd go out with my buddies at three o'clock in the morning and I'd drink till five in the morning, come home, get an hour of sleep. You know, it was disgusting. Yeah. My life, like, like you said, it just got so far away from me. And then this hit. Oh yeah. And it was like, holy shit, pump the brakes, kid. Yep. The, the cherry on top of an already crumbling body right 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 <laughs> and i didn't realize how much damage i was doing until about my first year into tsw i was laying in the and i had a really bad reaction to vancomycin it's a it's an antibiotic that they put me on and they had the rate of infusion up too high so i had red man syndrome oh my. and temporary dementia 
So I I got <laughs> it's kind of a funny story now, <laughs> but it was it was pretty terrifying when it happened. But I I got out of my hospital bed and took my gown off and ran out of my room butt naked, screaming, I got to get to the commercial. I got to get to my commercial. (laughs) And I've always wanted to be an actor. So apparently I thought I was in a commercial when I was late. And so I'm running around the ward butt naked trying to get to this commercial and my face is so swollen <laughs> that I don't even look like myself. And I'm red. My eyes. I look like Quasimodo's brother. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm laughing. So, <laughs> no, it was funny. And so they get me corralled back into my room and they're like, finally get me on the bed and they shoot me up with a sedative and they're looking at me and they go, do you know where you are? And I was so scared to answer the question because I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> right. That I'm like sitting there thinking to myself and I'm like, uh, uh, look around, look around. You're in a hospital. You're in a hospital. And I'm like, St. Luke's? And they're like, no, try again. And I'm like, um, North Kansas City? And they're like, you need to lay down. <laughs> and I'm like, right, take wait, a no, I'm in KU. I'm in KU Med Center. That's where I'm at. And so I wake up the next day and have no recollection of this, right? right. I like, I wake up and I'm coming to you and I'm like, the nurse comes inside. She's like, hey, sleepyhead. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And she like was like, "Do you remember what happened last night?" And I was like, "Not really, but I'm guessing you're going to tell me." And she's like, "Yeah, so this is what you did." And she pulled out her phone. She had taken a video and 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 God bless her for doing it. And she she immediately erased the video after she showed me, but she was like, "I just needed to document it because we don't get many cases of it." Right. So the reaction to vancomycin, now we know that we have to be really careful in the rate of infusion. And I was like, okay. So she took a video of the aftermath. (laughs) When she showed it to me, I was like, my face had to have been 10 shades of red. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. But I was laying in the hospital after that happened and she'd walked out and I kind of got really upset. And I was like, oh my God, man, how scary is that? that this medicine that they gave me that's supposed to be helping me sent me into dementia and, you know, like my face, I just started crying when I looked at my face because I was like, that does not even look like me. Yeah. It just, I don't even recognize the person I'm staring at. And it was right then and there that I decided I was going to start doing research Mm -hmm. and I was going to fix this shit from the inside out. And I was not going to spend the rest of my life in a hospital. Absolutely. Yeah. I became my own champion and I still for the next 12 months was in and out of the hospital with staph infections and strep infections and sepsis. But I started taking this plethora of multivitamins. I started researching what vitamins you need for your adrenal function, what, Mm -hmm. what vitamins you need for, for skin function and all these things. And I started really just being my own champion, like I said, and, and now here I am for the past month, of eating, getting off all the processed foods, not eating gluten, not eating dairy, not shoveling sugar in my face like the fatty that I am at heart. (laughs) Right. I've lost 60 pounds. Wow. I actually posted some of my progress pics online. And I had over 230 people on the TSW site like these pictures. And I'm like, I've never gotten that kind of response on my own page. Right. But then I started looking at it. I'm like, holy shit, man. I I went from 218 pounds 
to 160 pounds in a matter of three months. That's amazing. It's insane. Isn't it amazing how much the body can just, you know, help help itself when you give it the proper tools? If you let it. Right. And, you know, that was one thing that I noticed that in my worst phase of TSW, I got so down and out Mm -hmm. and so depressed that I just didn't really give a shit. So people were coming to see me in the hospital and they're like, can we bring you anything? And I'm like, yes, snack food. The food in this hospital sucks. Bring me something to munch on. So they were bringing me Oreos and Twizzlers and muffins. And I actually had a couple of friends of mine that were bringing me weed brownies. God bless them. (laughs) And so I'm like sitting in the hospital munching on weed brownies. And then I'm like, oh, God, yogurt and candy. Uh, And I love them for it because it really helped me. But now looking back, I'm like, God, I was so unhealthy right but it was your coping you know it was the only coping mechanism i had right at the time yeah but now that i think about it i'm like that was a kind of a cop-out right it was kind of just me using that as a crutch Mm -hmm. instead of becoming my own best friend right and doing research and you know, if I, I feel like if I would have spent the first two years of TSW, my, my second year is going to be officially at the end of this month. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and I feel like from start to finish of my first two years, it's, it's a complete 360. Mm-hmm. It's, I've gone from just being the worst I've ever been to feeling healthier than I have since I was 16 years old. Wow. I'm getting, I'm able to get in the shower now and get out and not moisturize. Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wore fucking Vaseline, excuse my language, but I wore fucking Vaseline. Like it was a second set of clothing. Me too. At one point, but you know, right before TSW set in right before all the shit hit the fan. Me too. I was covering myself in Vaseline and stuff. And I mean, it's, it gets all over your clothes yeah. in your bed. Yeah. I tell you, I mean, it's nasty shit. And you know, it's a byproduct of oil refining. Yes, I do. Ugh. I do. Yeah. But it was the only thing, it was the most natural thing I could put on my body. Right. And it was the only thing that didn't make my skin burn. Yeah. Yeah. Because anything with the, the, the mineral oil or the glycol alcohol, or anything like that, the lanolin, mm-hmm. it made my skin burn so bad. Yeah. And then five minutes later, I was dry again. And I was just like, what in the fuck am I doing? Yeah. This is terrible. I know. It- so tell me, tell me about your eight month journey so far. Okay. Um, do you mind if I start with like childhood? No, please go back as far as you got to. I, sure. I want to know. Everything I can. Sure. I, I think I have an interesting perspective because I'm actually somebody who was very healthy my entire life. Okay. Um, and so when I was younger, I, so like I said, 23 years old, I was born in 96 and my parents are older. So God, you're so young. Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> that makes me feel so old. I was born in the eighties. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> my parents were dating in the eighties. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um so I have older parents. So my my dad is 
right now 76 years old so he had me in his 50s and my mom oh wow I know and my mom was 38 when she had me so I had older parents and they were of the mindset of either you know you kind of suck it up when you're sick right or you listen to the doctor but I to be honest with you I never broke any bones growing up I was not somebody who was in and out of the hospital I went to the doctors for checkups and shots and all that but I, and you know, I had maybe one or two situations where, you know, tonsillectomy or whatever, but I, right. I never had really any like chronic issues. Right. So when I was a little kid, my parents, they told me that I had an eczema breakout. Right. And it was not really too serious, but the doctors, I was probably five or six years old and the doctors gave my parents a Pexicon, which now I know is like a strong cream. Um, and my parents had used it on me for maybe like a couple days and then it went away and it never came back. So, you know, I, I was effectively a child who had had a little breakout and then it went away and then it was nothing to worry about. So I, you know, they ignored it, whatever. I mean, nothing ever happened after that. And then I became a teenager and during those years, no eczema, no problems, no, I mean, it was literally like one breakout as a kid. Wow. And then I became a teenager. I started getting acne, right? And so my acne was kind of like going cuckoo, but I didn't have eczema. Like I didn't, I didn't have eczema. It it just wasn't a problem for me, right? And so I'm, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and I'm fine. I have clear skin. I was dating my husband in high school when I was 16. And he remembers I had like and by clear skin, I don't mean acne-free skin, but I mean, like, no eczema, right? Like right, right. Healthy skin. I was an athlete. Like, I just, it just, I, you know, I wasn't on medications. I was, you know, maybe an allergy pill when I had allergies, but it was nothing. I was, like, a healthy person in general. And then when I was 18 years old, I went on birth control. And I think... This is my, I think my eczema into my adulthood stems from the birth control because I've done some research about how birth control can affect your skin. Um, But I went on birth control when I was 18 because my husband and I got married when I was 18. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, we were really young. He was in the army and it just made sense. God bless you. (laughs) So, and that was very stressful in itself, right? So I, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with that. I'm in college. I just got married. I'm on this birth control pill and it's making my hormones all crazy. So I'm on that. That's the first medication I'm on, you know, consistently in my life. Right. It's sure. Sure. And so I'm on this birth control pill and I'm on it for a year or two. And then I start to notice I'm getting like these little tiny eczema rashes in the inner elbows. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, you know, I, I haven't had this since I was a little kid. I don't really know what's going on. And so I went to the doctors and actually they were not very, they never gave me steroid. At the time I thought they were shitty doctors, but now I'm thankful they never gave me steroid cream. And this was back in maybe 2015, 2016. Um, They gave me some Eucerin cream. So I would put it on it and, you know, I never really thought anything of it. It was just kind of there, you know? And then as time went on, the rash just started to kind of spread a little bit, uh, you know, on my arms. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? Like, what's going on? I didn't understand. I was probably 19 or 20. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll just put some kind of, you know, lotion from the store on. So I'm getting lotions from the store. I'm starting to use, this is when I started to use lotions, right? 
Right. So before then, I really wasn't like a lotion person. If I was, it was like bath and body works crap. Right, right. <laughs> and so I'm starting to use lotion now. And then it's, you know, from there, it just progressively got worse as the years went on. So from 2016, they changed my birth control pill to a different pill. And by that point, I was on birth control for maybe three years. And that pill made my skin just break out in a, like more rashes, right? And at this point, we had lost health care um, because my husband got out of the army. We didn't have health care. And I was going to Planned Parenthood and I was getting pills, you know, birth control pills from them. And eventually it just got to be too expensive. And my parents were kind of worried that maybe this was what was kind of affecting my skin, you know. Right. And so I, um, you know, I, I thought to myself, you know, eventually I'm going to get off this pill. But, you know, for now, I'm just going to stay on it. You know, I'm 20. I was. 21 at the time and I'm like you know whatever I'm just gonna stay on it so then at that point we moved to Florida we were living in Georgia at the time he was stationed in Georgia and then when I was 21 we moved to Florida and that was in 2017 um, like mid 2017 and I discovered hydrocortisone cream <laughs> oh, shit. yeah and it, it was in this product called exoderm and I yes had, yeah I had no idea there was hydrocortisone in that cream until about a couple months ago. Oh, shit. I know. And I put the pieces together. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's like, you know, we're, you know. Ugh. Anyways, so, so I'm, I'm using this Exoderm cream on my inner elbows and it's making the stuff go away, you know, but it keeps coming back just here and there. I'm like, what the, you know, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, it just keeps coming back. And it just was crazy. And, you know, Florida, like you said, affected my skin negatively. It's when we first moved there, it's so freaking hot here. And it's terrible. Know, yeah. And it's just, it, it made my skin go crazy. And not only was I dealing with my husband getting out of the army at the time, I was 21. He was starting trade school. I was switching schools, getting a new job. We just moved. But now my body's, you know, adjusting to the freaking weather here. Right. <laughs> and so I'm using this exoderm and I'm trying to treat it naturally, but I didn't really know at the time how to treat eczema naturally other than maybe like essential oils or what. Like, I just didn't know yet. I wasn't there yet in terms of research. I didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't taking probiotics. I wasn't taking right. vitamins. I wasn't there yet. So I, you know, I, now comes 2018 and it's June 2018, and I have this, you know, I, I kind of took some notes before our podcast, and I have June 2018 was the first time I was prescribed a prescription strength steroid cream since I was, you know, little with that Apexicon cream. Right. And so at this point, you know, it's just a few rashes. At this point, it's mild, right? But I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm 21. I can't have freaking eczema. Like, what is this? I have to have clear skin. You know, I'm my life's too busy for this. I can't have this crap. So I'm, you know, we go to the dermatologist and I get prescribed that stuff. And I was prescribed, I have it written, triamcinolone. Yep. Hydrocortisone 2.5 for the face. Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. I know. <laughs> he told me, don't put anything else in your face except for this hydrocortisone. It pisses me off when you guys tell me that they prescribe steroids specifically for your fucking face. I know. Oh, my God. And It and makes me I, so goddamn angry. I know. 
And I put it on my eyelids, dude. Oh, shit. I know, because I had redness on my eyelids because at the time, I think I was reacting to my makeup, but I had no idea because, you know, the dermatologists aren't like, hey, take stop using this makeup, use something else. You know, they're just like, here's this fucking cream. Right. They're not like, right. hey, you might be allergic to this or that, you know. That came later. I actually had a dermatologist a couple months later tell me, maybe you should stop using this kind of stuff. Maybe you should cut out fragrance and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And that, that actually is good advice. That's probably the only good advice I ever got from a dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I was using that. And at the time, my husband was putting it on my arms and stuff. And I love him so much. He just knew in his heart that this was wrong. And I should have listened because my husband's also somebody who was very healthy growing up, never took medications, you know. Honestly, I probably took more than he did. His parents were like, you know, natural, whatever. They didn't. Right. I, I mean, he had ibuprofen and that's probably it. And so he was like, what the, like, why do we have to put this on you? Like, I don't understand why we're slapping this on you every night. And I'm like, you know, it's a doctor's orders. At the time I trusted doctors, you know, cause I was like, whatever, like he went to school, whatever. And which is, uh, yeah. Um, sad. Right. <laughs> Uh, and um so my husband's like you know I don't really feel comfortable putting this on you anymore we're he was putting it on me so it was June and and then up until the August of that year he was putting it on me and then he eventually said Olivia like I'm sorry but I'm not gonna put this on you anymore I don't feel right about it and so I was like all right so I'm putting it on myself here and there I'm starting to not use it as much but I'm still you know here and there using it and probably every couple of days, which is so sickening. Cause aren't you supposed to only use it for two weeks, two weeks uh, maximum. Yeah. And never put it on your face, yeah. your armpits, your feet, your fucking hands. <laughs> right. oh You're my supposed God. to wear gloves. I know it's sad. I was putting it on all of that, you know, at least once a week, you know, to Ugh. keep it under control. And um, so I never took, prednisone but I was prescribed it and so I this is when the research started I did a little research on it and I decided I wasn't going to take it um because I was prescribed in I think August 2018 I have written that I I was prescribed prednisone I didn't take it but I got a steroid shot and that was my first steroid shot was it solumedrol dexamethasone dexamethasone okay yeah and they, they put that, I think they put that in my leg or something. And then they also gave me Elicon 0.1% cream. Um, and I remember that steroid shot really took care of a lot of stuff for like a long time. So from August oh, yeah. 2018 to February 2019, it had held over like my skin for, you know, it, it, it had, it was like a levy, right? From all the crap that for sure. it was happening below the surface. Um, and then, so in February, 2019, I had started that job at the law office and I was prescribed my second steroid shot of dexamethasone, um, which they gave me and no, uh, no different creams. And then a month later, I guess I came back to the doctor and in March, 2019, they gave me my third steroid shot and fucking clobetazole. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. And I used that from March, 2019. Um, I used that for probably a month every day, every fucking day. Did you put it on your fucking face? Yeah, I did. A bitch. I know. Not very. Thankfully, after March, I started to have withdrawal symptoms 
in in April 2019 into May into June when I finally gave up the steroids. Um, when I figured out what the hell was going on, you know, I found the page and stuff. Um, I had stopped using the Clubettas. It really was too strong and I didn't really like it. I put it on my face for probably a month. And, <sighs> and then I, I noticed like the flaking started. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this cream, but I'm not going to use it anymore. And um, so I, at that March appointment when I got prescribed the Cl- bleh, sorry clobetazole I got that third steroid shot and then in June 2019 I got my fourth steroid shot and my last steroid shot um and then that's when I gave up the steroids I stopped taking I stopped using the creams I stopped I was like I'm never getting another steroid shot ever again and I'm gonna go through this crap and that's when all hell broke loose pretty much and hell broke loose from probably I was still working in June when all this went down, I was still working. I worked for probably the first two months of TSW, which was a nightmare. Um, and I remember one day I, I woke up and I called out at work and I told my boss, I'm sorry, my skin burns so much I can't even put clothes on. Right. And and she was like, I don't understand what's going on. Because she was very, at the time, she was very um, understanding and she was a CNA before working for her dad um okay in the law firm and she felt so bad for me and we were just I couldn't understand why I had been seeing these doctors and these steroids just were making things worse over time I could not understand why I was all I was all of a sudden allergic to fucking eggs allergic to gluten allergic to everything I couldn't touch my dog and right. I, I'm like, what's going like, you know, it just I, I and so I started to do research and I found YouTube videos. I found the support group and everything made sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then my husband was like, yeah, it's the steroids. I agree. And I believe you. Um, oh, God bless him for being supportive. Yeah. And my parents believe me, too. And I think it was hard for them to because they they were the ones that told me in 2018 maybe you should go see a dermatologist you know maybe it's time to go see a dermatologist maybe they can help you right um and they just felt bad you know because they're like oh my god how how were we supposed to know right this was gonna happen right and um yeah so since the first three months were horrendous for me until i started taking Dead seats, dead seats, all baths with Epsom salts and yep. apple cider vinegar is key. For yes, me. yes. It really just, it kills the staph. I, I figured out in month three that I had a staph issue where it was like reoccurring. Yep. Um, and so I, I, it, that was like a turning point. I did moisture withdrawal in the second month. I stopped using the lotions and stuff and it was very hard for me, but I, I I wasn't working, thank God, at the time, you know, I had quit my job probably the end of the second month when I started the moisture withdrawal, and that helped a lot for me. Um, I know it's not for everybody. I don't recommend it for everybody either. No. Because it's horrendous. It's awful. Yeah. And um, I I was exercising during month one and two, but I think it was too much for my system. Yeah. So I, because I'm a runner. Yeah. And that's very heavy exercise. So I, yep. I, I stopped doing that um, month two. And then in month five, I started exercising again. And thank, thankfully, nothing ever went to my feet. So I think that's why I was able to, you know, start running again. Because I, I, my feet are unaffected. The affected parts of me are my face, neck, um, arms, the middle of my back, 
nape of my neck where I lost some hair. Um, thankfully, I didn't lose a lot of hair, but just a little bit at the ba- back of my neck. Um, and then my legs are affected. Yes. But that's pretty much, I mean, it's both my limbs, both my legs, face and neck, and a little bit of back. But thankfully, it's it was full body in the beginning, but now it's, you know, slowly dwindling and, you know, doing its cycles and stuff. But, right. Um, I forgot. So when you say all hell broke loose, tell me about the symptoms. Like, tell me about exactly, like, kind of what, what you went through. Sure. Sure. Um, so pre, pre, I, I would, I would say the pre TSW thing, it was, you know, from that March time period that I got prescribed the clobetazole between March and June, that's when I started noticing the burning skin slowly creeping up the redness. Um, I was having like these, like, I looked like a map. That's the best way I could describe it. Like my body just had these like red splotches on my chest, all over my arm. I just, it went from, you know, normal skin to just, I looked like a freaking map. And it was slowly, like, the red was just spreading, right? And then when I stopped the steroids and all hell broke loose, it was like everything that the steroids were suppressing came up. And everything was red. It was full body, just red sleeves, like, uh, flaking. Um, my skin had, like, the texture had changed to where it was like prickly and like rough and just shedding like crazy. And, um, it was painful to shower. It stung like, Oh God. Yeah. Yep. And I know you've talked about that before. It was the same for you. I mean, you're, I was in the shower and I was, I was sobbing cause it, I'm like, this is so painful. I, I can't even be in this freaking shower. Yeah. And the smell, you know, but <laughs> the smell and I was sweating and I was, um, my husband said he, he figured something was starting to go really wrong when I was waking up in the middle of the night and constantly scratching in my sleep and like, like clawing at my legs and, um, just bleed. Like I, I was bleeding a lot. You know, the skin was coming up, like the skin would like, if I would scratch my arm, it would, like, rip off. Right. Yep. And th- that's what I was experiencing when all hell broke loose. It was like that. And then like the intense itching that just drove me nuts. And I couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything at work because of it. It was just like, it was just like a constant thing. And it, and you know, Benadryl wouldn't touch it. Nothing would make it go away. And I experienced that itching, that deep itching for like three months straight. Um, and then when I discovered the bass, it started to go away. But those were some of my symptoms and the lack of sleep, obviously. Yeah. The insomnia crap. See, and that's, uh, I think that I was dealt one of the worst hands of TSW that I can, that I can remember seeing. I know that uh, Bree, the, the girl that did the preventable documentary, mm-hmm. she had a pretty fucking rough go. Yeah. And this absolutely. this girl that just started the petition, um, she's also another really bad case. I've seen some I've seen a couple of cases that were pretty pretty bad. Yeah. But in the in the overall scheme of things, I know that mine was it was pretty awful. And mm-hmm. I remember when it first started, I was the GM of a brew top uh of a bar here in Kansas City named Brew Top. Mm-hmm. And I was working from three o'clock in the afternoon till three o'clock in the morning. And it was, it was the typical bar scene. We had a big old stage and we had a lot of live bands. 
Um, it was a very demanding environment. Um, I lifting kegs all day, you know, I mean, it was, it was <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Um, and I drank a lot, but I noticed that like my third month working there, I only worked there for six months before I gave it up. Um, and these were friends of mine that, that started this bar and really they just were like, you got to come work for us, man. You're amazing at what you do. And we want you to come work for us. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I go over and first three months were fine. And then all of a sudden, uh, and this is after my first bout of the staphylococcus scalded skin that I had in Florida. Right. I, I had already come back from Florida and everything seemed to be going just fine. And so I would, it was like my third month in and I noticed that I was kind of getting like a heat rash. Like mm-hmm. I would start sweating at work and then my, it just felt like my skin was bread rising. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming, almost like coming out of you. Coming. Of- yeah. It just, it felt like it was two inches off of my body. Yes. And it yes. was really red and inflamed. And I was just like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, because eczema doesn't burn like so many people have said. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this has got to be, this has got to be something bad, man. So I went to the hospital in Overland Park and they're like, nope, this is just really bad eczema. Here's some steroid creams. Same with me. Yeah, That's what they told me. Like, oh, wow. You guys, you guys took all of five minutes to figure that shit out. Yeah. Five minutes. They give you five minutes. Yeah. No no blood tests. No, nothing. They just look at you and they're like, that's eczema. Yeah, Crazy. cool, man. That's you guys went to fucking medical school. Medical school for that? I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Right on. So then I left that hospital. And I went to another one, and I jumped. I, I went to like five different hospitals before I finally walked into one, and I said it on a couple podcasts ago. I literally had to walk in, and and I I sat down at KU Med Center, and they looked me over, and the the guy comes in the emergency room, and he's like, you know, I'm an emergency room doctor. I'm not really equipped to handle this, you know. And, he, and he's like, you know, to me, this just looks like a severe case of eczema. And I go, that's fucking it. Yep, that's I have had enough of this shit. If you send me home right now, I'm going to shoot myself in the fucking head. Oh, yeah. That's where I'm at right now, brother. Yep. If you let me walk out of this hospital, I'm going to kill myself. Because I've it, had enough of this shit. Isn't it horrible that that's what it took? They Baker acted me. Yeah. They, yeah. they had to Baker act me. Yeah. Because I let that come out of my mouth, but that's is that's that's how far down the rabbit hole I got. Yeah, I was just like, I can't go home and do a seventh night with no sleep. Right, right. Trying to figure out what's going on with me, man. You guys need to do some blood tests mm-hmm. and, and and wave your little magical medical wands and figure <laughs> out what's going on with me because this is not eczema. Right. And Absolutely. sure enough, the second night, the the doctor comes in and he's like, "You've got sepsis." Oh my God. No shit. Yeah. Really? I've been trying to tell you guys that the whole time I've been here. Right. I knew I, I knew I had an infection. I knew something was off in my body, but that's the problem with doctors is they see what they see. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, they can't feel, I mean, obviously cause they're another human, they can't feel it. They just, right. they just know what they saw in their textbook and they yep. compare your symptoms to whatever they see in yep. the book. They go out to Google and they go, okay, so how much medicine should I give somebody for this? Right. And they come back in, they write your prescription, and then, boom, their job is done. Right. It's infuriating. Fortunately enough, KU Medical Center here in Kansas City, Missouri, 
I started going there when I had my symptoms. Like I, I would feel it coming on before the redness would start before all that. But it wasn't until 12 months in that I finally told them, you guys have to stop putting steroids on me and you have to stop prescribing me prednisone because you're fucking killing me. Right. And I listened to your podcast. I've, I've listened to a lot of them, probably most of them. And I cannot believe that they slathered it on like that and wet wrapped. I mean, I just, it's just, I cannot believe they did that to you. They're taking, I mean, I have, I have a big old thing of saran wrap, the, the Costco size saran wrap, because I still wrap my feet. Right. But I don't wrap my feet in steroid cream. Right. <laughs> I, I put I put Aquaphor on my feet and I wrap them, you know, because wet wrapping does help. Right. But the fact that they were lit, I mean, betamatazone and clobetazole. I can't. Oh, my God. It makes me sick. And I when I when I tell you, Liv, that they were making specialized shirts to put on over the shit for me out of the tubular bandages. Oh we got like really creative and started cutting them to where I could wear them like shirts. Oh my God. They wrapped my entire body in this shit in, in for 12 hours at a time. Yeah. Like, uh... and I kept telling them, you guys, I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like it's burning. It's, it's making me, I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, you've just got to let it do its job. You just got to let it do the work. Right. It'll get better. Right. And then, I would get out of the hospital, like they would go to, to, to let me out of the hospital after all my white count, my white, my white count came back positive, you know, normal. And right. they got all my, my labs to come back normal and they knew the infection was gone, but my skin was still bright red. Right. And I'm like, you guys, this doesn't seem like I'm better. Yeah. And they're going to send you home bright red, right? Isn't exactly. That? And they did. Oh my and then God. three weeks later, I was right back in the hospital with another infection. And I'm like, yeah. something isn't working. And I'm pretty sure it's the steroids. E e right. And I don't understand why it's so like almost um, offensive to them when we say things like that, you know, right? because they're so I've said that to, you know, I've, I've stopped seeing dermatologists and doctors because it's, it's just, it's a, it's not worth it to me anymore to stress about. They don't really listen to me. And, you know, I ended up here. So why even try? So, right. And it, it, to think that it's so offensive to them for you to say that what they're doing for you isn't working. Why can't they just accept that and try something else? And that's, that's the problem is they're so arrogant. Yeah. And they're, they're just so stuck in the fact that I'm a medical professional and I went to school. And if you're not willing to follow my protocol, then I don't know what else I can do for you. I can't tell you the number of times I had a doctor tell me that. Right. And it got to the point to where I had a couple of these Indian doctors and Indian doctors are the worst about it. Because I don't know if it's just a cultural thing, but they are extremely arrogant. Interesting. Extremely arrogant. Yeah. And the fact that, I know what I'm doing and you're going to follow it. Otherwise, but I had to fire three different internal medicine doctors at KU medical center. I kicked them out of my room. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't want you here. You're not listening to me. You're making me worse. Go find somebody else. that's going to come in here and listen. Right. And then finally I found a group of doctors there that I still see today. I've got three appointments tomorrow with internal medicine, infectious disease, my psychiatrist, my psychologist, my dermatologist. I have a group of uh, 
eight doctors that I see at KU Med Center that manage my my health right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking medicine. Okay. I'm just allowing them to manage and kind of just follow and make sure that everything's going the right way. Oversee you and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and I have to because of my disability. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm only doing this so I can get my check. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can just kind of, you know, write your books on me later on down the line. Yeah. But uh, I've gone now, I think my last hospital stay was early December and I was there for five days. I had a staph infection. I had staph and strep. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But I had it. I hadn't had a bath in my house for two years. Yeah. And so I finally got this amazing blow up bathtub online off Amazon that I stick (laughs) in my shower. And I started taking apple cider vinegar baths with, um, and, and then I'll, I'll do an apple cider vinegar bath in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then at night I do baking soda and Epsom salt. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, it's been an absolute game changer. Me too, man. Yeah. Absolute game changer. And I am I'm such a proponent for be your own advocate, mm-hmm. do the research and look into holistic ways to heal your body. Yes. And get your mind right, guys, yes. because the minute you get out of that self-pity mode and you become your own champion, the healing happens 100% quicker. Yes, yes, because you, 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 you influence your body from what you think, right? Your body is like, it's, it's one big, like Jasmine was saying in her podcast, it, it all works together. Yeah. And your body wants to be healthy and it's going to fight for it to be healthy. You just have to put your, get your head right. Like you said. Well, and, and the thing that we have to remember is we've been destroying our body. Our, our skin is the biggest organ we have. Yes. And we've been destroying and deteriorating the biggest organ we have for a multitude of years with these steroids and these these things that are destroying our liver functionality and our kidneys. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to happen overnight. Right. But we are going to get out of this. Yes, absolutely. We we are going to win this battle. TSW is not a lifelong thing. It's not multiple sclerosis. It's not something that we have to take a pill for for the rest of our life. Right. We're going to get through this and we're going to be, I can't wait until the day that I wake up and I know that this is out of my system mm-hmm. because I'm going to go to every news channel. I'm going to call Ellen a million times until she gets me on that show and I'm going to put these sons of bitches on blast. Yep, that's right. And I'm waiting for the day that we see that commercial that says, do you or someone you loved have taken steroids? Yeah. You know, because call this number, you might be, it's going to happen. We're going to get it there. Yeah. Because like somebody said, I saw a post, maybe, a, I don't know, maybe in October or something where somebody said, or maybe somebody said this on your podcast. I don't remember, you know, honestly, steroids fucked up my memory. So. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Among, among other things. My memory. Well, and, and like I've said, Olivia, <laughs> Liv. This this whole thing isn't just about the skin anymore because I had to have my hip replaced last January. Yeah, I know. I have to have my shoulder worked on. I have to have my knee worked on. I just found out I went to my spine doctor because I thought my left hip needed to be replaced. And thank God my labrum's 100%. My left hip is fine. Good. It's actually, 
I've developed scoliosis and arthritis in my lower back. And I have five osteopene vertebrae in the middle of my back. I think it's like L4 through L9. Um, and it's all because of the steroids. I cannot. Uh, so, so this isn't just an issue of I've got itchy skin and I'm red and I'm inflamed and right. it sucks for a while. They've destroyed my body. Yep. That's what I was explaining to my mom because I told her about your story and I, you know, she knows my story and she's like, I cannot believe that this, this thing you put on your skin and took to calm inflammation could destroy someone's body like that. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the thing that I really want these doctors to, to get through their thick <laughs> medically brummed holes, man. It's you guys are not just treating a topical condition anymore. You're destroying, you're destroying the functionality of my life. Right. Cause it, and it went from, like I said, it went from a little rash on the inside of my elbow to fucking insomnia, adrenal yes. fatigue. You know, yes. I can't, um, I was going to say I can't sleep, but that's insomnia. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Um, anxiety <laughs> from, from this. Cause I, you know, I PTSD, PTSD. Yep. Yep. And, and, and no, I don't trust doctors now, you know, right. I, I don't trust a lot of things now. Right. And I'm, you know, now I'm worried about if I eat this, am I going to flare? And, right. and I'm freaking like, you know, you get, you kind of, you know, you, that's why, like you said, you have to get your head right. Cause you will spiral from this very quickly, you, very quickly. And you, you, if you have a support system, tap into your support system. Thankfully, my parents have been my parents and my husband, my friends, my cousins, you know, Jasmine, um, she's going to be listening to this. Thank you so much for being there for me. I freaking love you. Jasmine um, gives me hugs through messenger. Me she gives me those little stickers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's, she's such a good proponent for like the, the out of this. Yes. It's yep. she, she did it naturally. She tried a million different things and yep. found the ones that worked and didn't, yeah. She's such an amazing personality. Yeah. And she's the positive. She's positive. Positive as hell. I know. I can't. It's almost sickening sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> do you ever have a bad day? And I know she does, but yeah. like, I'm like, girl, yeah. you are just so damn positive. Yeah. She's a light for sure. She is. Yeah. And, and it's, and we need more people like that to share their stories. And that's what this is about. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy to finally get her on. And I want to get her back on yeah. and have another talk with her. And I want to get, I, you know, just I, Lindsay Wright came back on and I, I, I want to get Mitchell back on yeah. and do progress reports and really, and I want to get the healing success stories on here to really give people that thought in their head that this is gonna get better. Yeah. Cause it, it does. And you know, I'm a world of difference than now today than I was eight months ago. Yes. You know? And the other thing too is, and like I said before, the TSW support group is amazing for what it is, mm -hmm. but it can be a very scary place to be. Yeah. Yep. If you focus on the fact that people have gone through this for five and six years, Yeah. if you focus on all the pictures and if you focus on all the discussions Use it for what you need to get out of it and then leave the rest alone because yeah. this doesn't have to be six years. This doesn't have to be three years. Right. You can fix it before that. Yeah. There's, there's ways to lessen this. There's ways to help. 
And if I would have known all of those things two years ago, I firmly believe I wouldn't have gone through the hell that I did. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine, I, I mean, just to see what other people have tried even is so invaluable, invaluable. Is it valuable? I don't know. Valuable. <laughs> Extremely valuable. Yeah. Um, because that's where I learned so much. And my, I told my mom, I said, no doctor has ever told me, maybe you should take vitamin C. Maybe, right. maybe you should take probiotics. Maybe you right. should do this. Maybe you should take a bath. Uh, no, but no doctor ever told me even a fucking bleach bath. Can you believe because that? Because no daughter, no doctor's going to make money off of that. Right. Yeah. They're not going to make money off of you going to your store and buying vitamin D3 and vi- vitamin C. They're, that's all that's going to do is stop you from coming back to see them. You're, we're a paycheck. Yeah, I know. We're a big walking fucking paycheck for yeah. them. And I was, I had no insurance through a lot of the times that I was on. Can you believe I paid $160 for a clobetazole? Holy shit. I know. <laughs> and it ruined my life, right? Oh, yeah. God. And I, I think, I don't know if they make more money off me because I have no insurance. I don't really know how that works, but I was paying out of pocket for them. Oh. Our, my dad, when I went to that June 2018, where I first got prescribed that, um, that appointment, my dad paid like $400 out of pocket for me. Oh my God. Yeah. For me to be seen and for me to have all this kind of crap. And he said, that doctor saw me for five minutes. He looked at my face. He looked at my arms. He, he said, and he said, you need some Vaseline. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it, like a Google search could have given me that oh, for free. Yeah. Right? He said, yeah. you need some Vaseline, honey. And you need, um, I'm going to give you triamcinolone. I'm going to give you that whatever hydrocortisone and all that crap. And I just think to myself, holy fucking shit. My mom. And I think the I, I, I can't remember if this was the point of me saying all this, but I told my mom the amount of stuff I've learned off this page and off YouTube, it, it, it's just so much more than the doctors have ever told me. And she said, then you need to focus on continuing to find, you know, new things or things that work for people and trust the people that are dealing with it, the symptoms you're dealing with, because you can't always trust the doctors because they're not always dealing with. Right. You know, the- you know and you know, the funny thing is, too. I actually asked one of my doctors mm-hmm. during the whole wet wrapping phase. Right. I said, let me ask you a question. Would you do this if you had a rash? Hmm. Would you follow this protocol if you had a rash? Right. <laughs> and she kind of looked at me dumbfounded and I said, answer the question. Yeah. Would you slather this shit all over your kid and wet wrap them? Would you do that? And she just kind of, again, kind of gave me that look and was like, well, I just don't know what you're asking. And I'm like, exactly. Right. You would not do this. So I'm not going to do it anymore either. I'm done. Yeah. This is, this is it. That's it. And, you know, so when I go in and I have an infection and my skin's all bright red, I'm like, I'm going to stay in this hospital until this shit is gone. And I'm going to take your antibiotics, but that's it. Right. That's the only thing in, in antibiotics scare the hell out of me too, because they just destroy your immune system. Yeah. And that's where the probiotics come in for sure. Right. Yeah. I haven't. And so sorry. anytime that I have to be prescribed antibiotics now, I belly up on probiotics and high dose vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. The high dose vitamin C is definitely a game changer too. And I will definitely tell anybody out there listening, if you have to take a course of antibiotics, antibiotics have their place in the medical profession. If you have an infection take the antibiotics mm-hmm. listen to your doctors but 
Mm-hmm. Make sure you're supporting your immune system and 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 at the same time. Right. I, I I haven't taken antibiotics in a long time. Um, I don't know if I've needed them because I just for a lot of these years I haven't had health insurance, man. Right. Like I just haven't, and, and it's just been you know I feel like a lone freaking wolf. But yeah, I agree with that. If you if you have to take the antibiotics, do I think you have? I think some people say prebiotic and probiotic after antibiotics. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, probiotics cha- are also a game changer for people with eczema because of the the bacteria, you know, putting good bacteria in. Yep. Um, get, get your gut health in check. Yeah. Can I get, and don't, and don't use, don't waste your money on culture L either guys pay, pay for the good probiotics. Make sure you do your research. Yeah. Yeah. For what you need and stuff. Yeah. If you're like a woman, there's certain ones for women that also help like vaginal health and all that kind of yep. stuff. Absolutely. Do you mind if I give some suggestions for things that have helped me in terms of vitamins? Absolutely, please. Sure. Um, so vitamin C, like you said, vitamin E. Um, I take vitamin E. I did some research in the beginning, and I found somebody. Uh, I think his name was Josh Wright Piano. He's actually a pianist on YouTube. He did a video about his TSW experience, and he said calcium glucurate um, yeah. helps the body rid itself of steroids. Um, really? Yeah, that's what he, I don't know if that's true, but it's supposed to help like the body rid itself of excess steroids and excess like stuff. Um, but specifically he said steroids. And I think online I saw that too, when I did some research into it, but I've been taking it since month two. And it's calcium. Calcium D glucurate. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and then I started taking GABA for like the nerve pain. I've heard that. Yeah. I like that. Um, Jasmine recommended sulfurzyme to me. Um, yeah. And I like that. Um, quercetin or quercetin. I don't know. <laughs> um, I like that a lot. That helps for itching for me a lot. Quercetin. Nice. Um, adrenal support, which I think in my adrenal support, it's like ashwagandha. Ashwagandha for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, magnolia bark is in it. And um, it's called the one that I take is called Fido ADR. You can get it on um, Amazon. But, um, you know, I'm sure any kind of adrenal support probably works for some people. But you have to be careful because some of them have licorice root extract. Yes. Yes. So make sure you um, if you're looking if you're somebody listening and you're looking into adrenal support, make sure you check the label. (laughs) And, you know, what's funny is I went to a naturopath. And it's actually my 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 primary care physician who I've seen for 20 years. His wife was his nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And she left the practice to go start her own naturopath deal. Wow. And I went to go see her and she's like, well, you know what? You should take licorice root because it's a natural steroid. And oh, I'm like, shit. oh, sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad news. Oh. Folks. <laughs> it sent me into a flare when I had it in the beginning. Yep. Yeah. It's terrible, terrible stuff. So be very careful. Yeah. Um, oh, collagen has been a game changer for me. Collagen protein. Um, uh, I put it like I put it in my oatmeal every day. It's like oh, nice. 20 grams of protein because I guess um, our collagen production is affected by this. Uh, so I guess replenishing your collagen is helpful. Um, and I take obviously vitamin D3, vitamin B complex. I take yep. um, the probiotics. And the last thing I take every day is candida complex, which is for me, I think also a lot of my eczema has to do with like sugar, crap, <laughs> candida. Um, 
so I take that to kind of fight the candida that may be existing still. Nice. Um, and then herbal teas help me a lot too. So. See, and I, I do a regimen of vitamin E, magnesium. Oh yeah, magnesium. I forgot that one. <laughs> zinc. Mm-hmm. Chromium picolinate. I take a men's one a day. Okay. My ProBio 5, which is the probiotic that I get from Plexus, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the proprietary blend in it has been just, I don't know, it's all kinds of stuff that I can't say intelligently. So, <laughs> But it's a good probiotic. And then I do my D3 5000 I used. Mm-hmm. I take fish oil. Oh, I should, I should start taking fish oil. Yep. I take fish oil because that's, that's definitely something that's been really helping a lot. And then my high dose vitamin C, I haven't taken the vit- the, the collagen supplement yet. Okay. And ashwagandha is something that I need to go replenish. Um, but I do highly believe that fixing the adrenal function, which takes a long time. Yeah. I, you know, I told my mom, I think part of the reason why it takes so long for us to heal is because the adrenals take so long to Yep. Said. do you have you had any issue with your lymph nodes being swollen yeah at the beginning they were super swollen and i was like what the i'm like are these tumors <laughs> like you know i i because i didn't know i'm like are these freaking tumors but you know, right i did research i'm like oh they're just my lymph nodes are swollen but yep. the, it's slowly going down the more exercise i get yeah and, and that's the other thing too is you got to get up and move and get the lymphatic system going because yes the more you lay around, the worse off it's going to get. And I have my the lymph nodes in my groin. It looks like I have two golf balls on either side of my groin. It's, it's like they're so – and I'm so yeah. skinny that you can – they're very, very defined. Yeah. But my doctor's like, dude, you're – I mean, you don't have an infection. And so he told me, if your lymph nodes are still swollen in a month, come back and see me and we'll do some extra testing. And I'm like – it's really starting to kind of make me nervous because they are so swollen all the time. Yeah. And have, I don't know if they've been the whole time, but they have been for me for the past eight months. Yeah. 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 And mine are swollen in the same areas and I'm like, holy, you know, it scared me. But then when I realized they were just lymph nodes, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I probably should go see a doctor and get them checked out. But well, I'm going back to see my primary care, um, it's been three weeks, so I think next week I'm going to make an appointment, and he's going to do some testing, so I'll let you know when it comes back. Yeah, let me know. For sure. But I got to tell you, this has been an amazing chat. Yes. Lots of good information, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people are going to get some good out of it. Yes. And I'm going to be checking back in with you, so let's uh, let's do this again in a couple months. Definitely. And see how things are going, and you take really good care of yourself. It sounds like you're on a really good path, and you have a an amazing support system yeah. um, and God bless your husband. Cause that's, I mean, he sounds like an amazing guy. He is. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You take care of yourself, Liv, and we will talk again soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take it easy. You too.